Welcome to Love Punch, challenging entrepreneurs, artists, and thought leaders to make a lasting impact. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR, courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready and let's make shit happen. Hey everyone, Mary and I first connected through our mutual friend and fellow entrepreneurial sister. And since then, I've been a huge fan of what she's doing to create impact in our world. Mary Shore spends her career as an author, speaker, and entrepreneur generating positive and pragmatic solutions for people who are freaking out. Mary blends personal experience with her extensive knowledge of neuroscience and human behavior to guide businesses and individuals to defeat the freak out and create their ideal life. Now, Mary has also been described to me as someone who embodies and reinforces practical woo, which is so necessary in today's world as many people are leaning too far into spirituality and letting go of their own personal responsibilities. So needless to say, I am super fucking excited to dive into this conversation with a fellow badass practical woo believing soul. So let's do this. Hey, Mary, I am super happy to have you with us today. Hey, Ruby, me too. I'm really looking forward to just having this chat. And yeah, Cheryl told me that you and I have so much in common. So I cannot wait to see what these things are. (laughs) I know. Let's just let the conversation naturally unfold. Now, one of the things that really stood out to me in your bio is that you help individuals defeat the freak out. And as an entrepreneur, I have experienced this freak out firsthand many times over. You also have a gift of merging neuroscience with woo, with human behavior to help entrepreneurs and leaders create a life they've always wanted. And as an NLP practitioner, I totally get this, but I'd love for you to share with our listeners, why is this different? Why does this method methodology work. Great. That's a great starting place. So I really like to begin where you said as an entrepreneur, you find yourself freaking out. And I've read a really great article maybe about a year ago, and it was all about how as entrepreneurs, we really don't talk that much about when things are stressful. That Mm -hmm. traditionally, you know, the image is always like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Everything's great. I've got exciting projects going on. I'm making money. When really Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, the truth is you are in a constant state of hustle. Mm-hmm. It is doesn't matter if it's 10 o'clock at night. It doesn't matter. I mean, I find myself at times waking up at three in the morning and next thing I know I'm on social media because something caught my attention and, <laughs> and then I can't go back to sleep and then I've got ideas coming in. But the truth is like being an entrepreneur has a certain amount of stress and mm-hmm. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 24 and that was 20 years ago. I was 24 when I started my first business and believe it or not, it was in an extreme male-dominated industry of mm-hmm. debt collections. So you, mm-hmm. you heard me right. I'm a debt collector. <laughs> um, but, and I can tell you like how it 
combines with the woo because I call myself a karmic debt collector and it's all like super fun and all that jazz. But this roller coaster life and this stress, it keep what it's doing is it's keeping you in a hyper vigilant state of fight or flight almost all the time. So essentially you're training your body more towards post-traumatic stress, believe it or not, because Mm. you're always in this elevated cycle of stress and your body doesn't have time. The nervous system, what we're really talking about here is the nervous system doesn't have time to, to regenerate because your body can do one of two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. When you're in your parasympathetic system, which is your rest and digest, these are things like if you've ever heard someone talking about, say, the vagus nerve or what you experience when you're you know, in, in Shavasana after yoga, that's very parasympathetic where, you're, where all of your energy is going towards your vital organs and you're, you're really feeding the parts of your brain and body that keep mm-hmm. you going long term. Whereas fight or flight is where it's that short burst, you know, you've got to you've got to escape from the cheetah or something or the bear that's going to eat you. So all of your energy and power goes towards your outer reflexes, like your bones and your, your muscles so that you can react very quickly. Well, Mm. our bodies were only designed to be in this state of stress for short periods of time. And so you Mm -hmm. can see what the problem is when we're in it for long periods of time. We are, but you are not supplying blood flow and vital nutrients to your internal organs when you're in fight or flight. So you can see how after like, especially women, women who are my age, like in my, in my forties, a lot of my entrepreneurial friends are now experiencing adrenal burnout. And that's a real, Um, it's a real thing. Yeah. I actually wanted to say that is adrenal burnout, adrenal fatigue. This is real. And it's not just women in their forties. It's women in their thirties. You know, I, I dealt with that for nine months of my life two years ago and, um, was treated through it through my naturopath, but it is a real thing. And it's like so many entrepreneurs are doing this to themselves. You know, we do this to ourselves. So what is it that you can tell our our listeners to look out for or to do or to shift in order to avoid this happening? Well, there's there's so many things and, and all of us are different because when you're an entrepreneur in your heart, you know, you've got people telling you this and I certainly had people telling me and, and I didn't listen to it, but I know that, you know, I went from being a kickboxer, like kickboxing, you know, four or five times a week, not with a partner, but more just like cardio kickboxing, but I still called myself a kickboxer for real. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, But the thing is like, I went from literally being able to do flying jump kicks to the point where when it, when I was like throwing a hook, it felt like I was moving my arm through water. So Mm. I knew something was wrong and I know on the back end how I've dealt with it. But on the front end, I think self-care is really important. I think that our internal drives to get things done by deadlines and, and making, taking on too much. You know, like when you've got your body at full capacity all the time, you're going Mm -hmm. to head towards a crash. So I guess, you know what, this is perfect. I just started talking about this a week ago. So you're actually the very first show I'm even going to mention this on. I'm calling it the Mm -hmm. core four. So Mm. core four is you choose four things in your business to focus on. And, you know, we're still sort of at the beginning of the year, but it doesn't have to be just 2018, but like four things of focus. So I did this with my main business and we said the core four were increased business, um, industry 
involvement, speaking engagements, and upping our game, which really was meant about utilizing our branding. So, right. so basically every decision we made, we make has to fit within that core four. So it mm. made things a lot easier w- instead of being like, instead of being diversified in 17 different things at a time, we can really narrow our energy down and laser focus, like triple down mm. on speaking engagements, triple down on our industry involvement, triple down on the processes for getting new business mm-hmm. and let all the other shit go. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because I think that, you know, there's this epidemic in the entrepreneurial space with a ton of business, quote unquote, strategists and coaches out there coaching things that actually induce adrenal fatigue, you know, like telling people to do all the things all at once, you know, have your email list, be on all the social media platforms, release the podcast, write the book, do the things. And this creates so much overwhelm and pressure to perform in multiple different areas of of their business, which of course, like, first of all, you're not even giving 100% of your energy to anything, right? And then second of all, do you even want to do all those things? So I love the idea of the core for, however, I'm wondering, how does an entrepreneur who has so many things on their plate decide out of all the, you know, dozens of things that they have, which ones do they really want to focus on? That's a great question. So I think it's looking at your overall goals. And for me, so I did this on Saturday with my business development director. And believe it or not, within 15 minutes, we had them narrowed down because what we did mm-hmm. was we took a, we took a, like a glance, like a two second snapshot of all of mm-hmm. the things that we had going on. So some of these for us were my business development director wanted to cross train in different areas of the business. And, you know, for my business, it's going to look different than yours. And I actually wrote a different core four for the Mary Shores brand. And I wrote a core mm-hmm. four for me personally. So I'm like, I'm obsessed with the core four. You have no idea. Like (laughs) I am going to take this and run with it. So what you have to do is you have to look at things like what is most needed in your business, like at the end of the year or at the end of 12 months, what do you want to have accomplished? And ask Mm -hmm. yourself a set of questions that are going to take you to that answer. So like, for example, we know that we needed to get business. Like we know because 2017 for us, and this is going to be different Mm -hmm. for everyone, but 2017 was a huge investment year which means we Mm -hmm. invested in a new website. We invested in tons of travel for my business development director to go to all kinds of industry-related conferences. And that meant a lot in the collections industry, but also in the healthcare industry. So, Mm -hmm. you know, right away, we looked at what we did last year and what comes after that. So obviously, after you've just had an investment year, you want to have a growth year. And what are the things that are going to make us grow? It's also looking at our overall goals, which we already really had a goal set. So it was easy to Mm -hmm. check our goals and then say, what are the things that are going to lead to a probability of making our goals? Because the truth is, Ruby, and this is is right out of my book, that everything you're Mm -hmm. doing, everything, every word you say, every action you take, every choice you make in every thin sliced moment of life is either connecting Mm -hmm. you to what you want. It's either causing a deeper, creating a connection, 
or it's driving a disconnection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is why we are mirror images <laughs> for that statement alone. And it, people don't realize like every single thought, every action, every reaction, everything that we do, every choice, every decision is taking us either further away from what we want or towards what we want. And, you know, I feel like this core four idea is a fan phenomenal I, way of helping people funnel in closer to what it is that they want. And I love how you share to make sure like these are aligned with your goals, but also what your business needs at this point in time, which is different for everyone else. You know, I think too many people spend far too much time and energy focusing outwards. You know, what are other entrepreneurs doing? What have other entrepreneurs achieved? Where is their focus going? And that comparison is is the shit that kills us, right? It just holds us back. Yet so many people are addicted to doing this. Um, so I'm curious to know what are some ways other entrepreneurs could end that comparison game because that plays such a big role on our subconscious thoughts, right? Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this since the beginning of the year. I went to a meditation retreat and one of the things that mm -hmm. I walked away from this meditation retreat was this concept about 2018 being this year of unconditional love, prosperity, and security. And what I mean by that is unconditional love really means self-love. And here's where you go and you combine like the entrepreneurial with the woo and with the spirituality, mm -hmm. but just like here me out because this is going to blow your mind. Let's talk about unconditional love and self-love because I think especially entrepreneurs, we can easily get away from that. And, and if, you know, just trust me on this one, because I've been in this game for 20 years and you can get so easily wrapped up in what you're doing that you aren't fulfilled anymore. And when you reach that point mm -hmm. where you're not fulfilled, then it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you emotionally and spiritually. So Self-love, the way that we're going to create this is through gratitude. And what I mean by gratitude is being grateful for your particular gifts, skills, and talents. So this is not something that we typically talk about, but like literally looking at your own self and what you are good at. You can do this by taking a personality test. You can, you know, look at your characteristics. I think that this is so huge because in order to really get mm -hmm. in alignment with your purpose, you know, everybody Ruby mm -hmm. is talking about purpose. I call it the big P word purpose. Like it's behind the right. magic curtain and you have to go through some sort of scary hero's journey to discover your purpose. Totally. Well, the truth totally. is your purpose is whatever your natural born. I'm talking natural born. What were the things you were curious about when you were a kid? What were you drawn to? What are your, what is your zone of excellence or your zone of genius, you know, versus your zone of competency. And when you know what those are, and if you don't know, like I said, take a personality test or take a DISC, D-I-S-C profile, and it will ask you a series of questions that lead you to the answer. Just mm -hmm. pick them out. But now here's the thing. Be grateful for those gifts. So like, for example, um, I am really good at mentoring. And so this weekend I started saying, I'm grateful for being a mentor. And then what's going to happen is these gifts, when you take the time to be grateful for them, because you are actually strengthening the neural network in your mind, 
you're strengthening the, the pathways in your subconscious that are going to make these gifts even more profound and they will become right. the foundation of your prosperity. So you're going to draw to mm. you more opportunities, more things that come out from, from seem like out of nowhere. We know those serendipities and synchronicities that happen in life and they're always the juiciest. Mm-hmm. They're always the best. Right. And then once mm-hmm. you have that prosperity, you know, you have that, that I'm kind of sick of the word abundance, to be honest. It's like, I'm so mm-hmm. over that. So I'm saying, let's talk about prosperity instead of abundance, if that's okay. Right. But then understanding that like that self-love of your own gifts and that prosperity equals security. Because the truth is that what makes us feel secure is trusting in the universe or God or whatever you call it. I don't even care, but trusting in that to, to, to support you because you're all here to Mm -hmm. do something. And that something that you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be doing is wrapped up in your gifts. So bringing this back to envy, Because, you know, in comparison, you cannot be both at the same time grateful for what you bring into the world if you are constantly comparing yourself to what someone else is bringing into the world. Right. So you focus on what you bring in the gospel in the lost gospel of Thomas from the Dead Sea Scrolls says, when you bring forth what is within you, what is within you will save you. When you do not bring forth mm-hmm. what is within you, what you do not bring forth will dis- will destroy you. Mm, that is so powerful. And, you know, the idea of gratitude, I mean, this is one of those played out words too, but it's also so crucial to our growth and our elevation. But what a lot of people do is they spend that time on gratitude, focusing outwards. You know, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for this person. I'm grateful for this experience. So I love that you turned that question inwards because I agree. I don't think enough people spend time being grateful for their gifts or nor have they probably even put a name to their gifts, right? To really acknowledge what their gifts are. It's so true because when I heard this at the meditation retreat, you know, there's almost this way that we've been taught to be humble that works against us, right? It's bullshit (laughs) and it keeps you down. So I have this daily practice. I started it. I'm big on daily practices. So I started Mm -hmm. this at the beginning of the year with my special notebook that my assistant Soraya got me. And I am doing a daily desires diary. So I am writing three Mm -hmm. things that I'm grateful for, three things that I'm proud of. Hello, what are the three things that I did today that I am going to brag about? And three things that I desire because I have this concept that I'm working on that um, it's all about this daily desires diary and in part of how Mm -hmm. you connect yourself to all of the things you want in life versus like constantly swirling in the chaos and the uncertainty of everything that you don't want. And we all know mm-hmm. it's all about focus, right? But but how right. often do we say, how do we really control our focus? Because especially if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're focused all over the place. Yeah, where we're like these proud multitaskers when, you know, most of the time multitasking works against us. It's crazy. It's so true. And that's where and that was certainly true in my life, which is partly why mm-hmm. which is partly why I think the core four is 
just going to change everything for me. I mean, it already has, and it's only been like a week. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely for our listeners, like get in touch with your core four, you know, take time today even to figure out what that is for you in your business, because that is powerful. And you were talking about focus just a, a second ago. And, you know, I think too many people are focused on what it is that they're running away from. You know, we we don't want the pain. We don't want, you know, the lack. We don't want this. We don't want that. But when you're busy running away from things, you're not paying enough attention to what you're running towards. And you want to get a little more clear on what you're running towards, which is why I love that. Those questions, you know, the desire journaling and, you know, a question I ask my clients often, actually at the beginning of every single call is what are you celebrating today? You know, it's important to acknowledge what we're proud of, what we're celebrating, what we've accomplished because it, it's so easy for us to slip into the, but here's what I have to do still. And here's what I have yet to accomplish. And, you know, why do you think, why is it that we slip into that state of mind more easily than into the state of like being proud and celebrating? Well, a couple of things. Um, first of all, I want to say that your clients are very lucky because, What you're doing from a neuroscientific Mm -hmm. point of view, when you're asking them to ruminate on their their moments of celebration, whenever you talk to them, is you are affecting their subconscious brain. You you are effectively um, building seeds and planting seeds in the subconscious that will build neural networks that are strengthening those moments, okay? But really, whatever Mm -hmm. whatever that celebration was right? There was a strategy that they used to accomplish it. It didn't just happen. They like, for example, for me, you know, the day that I became a best-selling author, there was steps that I took to become a best-selling author. And when you, Mm -hmm. if you were my coach, asked me to say, what are you celebrating today? And I say, oh, I'm celebrating. I became a best-selling author. What I'm actually doing Mm -hmm. is I'm strengthening the parts of my brain that created the strategy to become a best-selling author. So I know that that's like going down Mm -hmm. the rabbit hole, but this is like, this is what (laughs) I love about neuroscience because it explains from our very multidimensional brain, how it supports us to get shit done in life. Instead of like all the people who are like, oh, but I can't because of this or that. Well, let's go to the second part of what you said. When you try to get people to celebrate, Mm -hmm. it's difficult for them to do because they have that long list. And there's Mm -hmm. another part of our neuroscience that sort of works against us that when we become overwhelmed with too many things to do, the consequence of that is we procrastinate. And when when we are in a cycle (laughs) of procrastination, we actually hold on to things. So your clients, they're not trying to be difficult. And I don't think that you think that they are. But what's happening is Mm They really can't let go of these things because they're, they might be procrastinating on some of them or they might be overwhelmed. And so at that point where what can happen is like if people make a list of all of these things that they need to get get done, your brain will reward you with dopamine and serotonin. There was a research study done by Matthew Lieberman at UCLA where the mm-hmm. brain really loves list making. I think like if you look on Pinterest, Mm -hmm. it's all kinds of lists you can make. You know, people love lists. Well, that's because your brain actually likes them. And so when you do this, it's just one way of creating dopamine and serotonin so that you can get to that celebratory mode. And there's other things too, like there's something called negativity bias, which is like our brain just being more wired for negativity than it is for positivity. Yeah, I think a lot of people also is, you know, your upbringing plays a big role in this too and plant seeds in your subconscious brain is if you grew up with parents who naturally 
leaned into their fear or leaned into the lack, then it's easy to pick up that type of behavior because that kind of becomes your default behavior, right? If you if you weren't really raised around or in an environment that um, you know promoted this type of thinking, obviously it's going to be something that you you pick up and then put into action later on. But I think what a lot of people fail to realize is we're, we are just like iOS systems, right? Like our brain is like an iOS system and we have control over reprogramming it, you know, unlike our iPhones, which get the notification to <laughs> install the new software update, like it's up to us to do it, but it can be done at any point in time. However, Mary, like something that I've noticed and it drives me insane is how there's like a lot of coaches out there preaching like how easy it is to just shift your mindset or just focus on the good. And, you know, I'm total no bullshit. I know you are too. And it's a lot – it takes a lot of effort too for someone who is so used to thinking in a certain way to think in a different way, to to lean into love versus fear, to lean into prosperity versus lack. But it is possible. But I feel this idea of it being easy to shift your mindset in any given moment can have the reverse effect and be quite damaging because people put so much pressure on themselves to like shift the mindset. I need to shift my mindset. So I'm wondering for you, how does one go about doing that in a way that feels tangible for them, you know, in a way that actually works? How can they begin to reframe those thoughts into thoughts that serve them? Wow. So I've got quite a bit to say about this, but you are asking such brilliant questions. And I hope that everyone will listen up right now because I'm about to tell you something that if you pay attention to what I'm saying, it will help meet you where you're at and understand that one thing is that transformation doesn't happen in a weekend. It happens over time. So I was this person that, and I Mm -hmm. think when you've come from a background where you've got a lot of trauma in it and you've got some healing to Mm -hmm. do, you know, you're really likely to sign up for those weekend workshops and have a transformation in a weekend. But then you get to the end of the weekend. And I, and this was true for me. Like I go to Tony Robbins events. I go to goddess boot camps. I go to yoga Mm -hmm. retreats. I mean, I've go, I've literally gone to hundreds of weekend retreats. And my, my thing was, I would get to the end of the weekend and everybody else would be like, Oh, let's change my life. I'm just like day with destiny. I'm forever changed. And I'm looking at myself going, I'm still the same person. Like I failed my fucking date with destiny. What the hell? I would catch up Mm. with that same person say in, in a month and nothing had changed for them. Nothing. They were just riding high Mm -hmm. on the emotional euphoria of the event. Because when you're at an event, you're with like-minded people, you are away from your Mm -hmm. family, you're away from your responsibilities, and you have immersed yourself in a very, in, in a very, in an environment that is something that you love, whatever that is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. of course you're feeling like your life has changed, but it's just dopamine. It's just a temporary high. What real change takes is small pivots over time. It's like what you said, how Mm -hmm. do you take those things you learned? The difference between me and those people who don't change is I take a couple of things I learned and I apply it to my life. So I'll tell you this little story to Mm -hmm. make this super easy. I'm sure that you're familiar with Simon Sinek. Yes, love him. 
love Simon Sinek, right? Yeah. So Simon Sinek, start with why the golden circles, we all remember it. We've all seen the TED talk. Hopefully most of us have read the book. If you're an entrepreneur and you haven't read that book, um, yeah, you should read, read that it. book. Okay. Start with why I was having dinner with a friend of mine on Saturday and I had told him about Simon Sinek years ago and he goes, and he actually is in advertising. And he said, Mary, he said, it's like this. There was the way I thought before Simon Sinek mm-hmm. and the way I thought after Simon Sinek. So here's the story he was telling me is basically when he learned the concept of start with why it changed his whole paradigm. Because once you know something, you can't unknow it. Right. Just think about that concept. So when we all learned start with why, we immediately started telling everyone, like now people are passionate about saying why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to help blah, 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 because I, because this happened to me when I was a child and we're all, we're all getting into that vulnerable space where we're very comfortable talking about why mm-hmm. we do things, which has opened up this whole other paradigm of transparency where we're even showing people how we do what we do. Right. You know, Gary V is doing Mm -hmm. that. So it's like we know before Gary V and after Gary V. We Mm -hmm. know what life was like before Simon Sinek and after. But what about a spiritual concept? What about turning this on inside of ourselves to say when you learn a concept, what if it was as easy as that, that it's just now I know this thing and I can apply it to my life mm-hmm. and I can't unknow this. Yes. And for me, you know, and it's also understanding the way thoughts work because the other, because you actually said a lot in, in that, in that statement, because thoughts don't really feel like you're in control of them, or at least for me. Now, I think right. if you're a powerful meditator, this is probably different for you. But as an entrepreneur, my thoughts come at such a fast pace, and most of them are ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. we think 50,000 thoughts a day, and something like 90% of them are exactly the same as the day before. And for me, this looks like getting inundated with ideas 24 seven. In fact, so much so that my staff has a hard time keeping up, but I needed to see the evidence because I remember hearing, you know, Oh, change your thoughts, change your life. Mm -hmm. So I tried to change my thoughts. Well, that was an epic fail. Like (laughs) that just made me think even worse thoughts. Right. Where are these thoughts coming from? Well, they're coming from your subconscious mind. And so what you need to do in order to change your thoughts is to change the subconscious mind. And we're all different. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you said this yourself, like it comes from childhood, your belief system is developed in your early childhood. And so what I needed to do was, um, understand how to change the belief. Mm -hmm. So my story was like, I would go around, I wanted to write a book so bad. Like I'm a huge Louise Hay fan and Mm -hmm. I literally wanted to be Louise Hay. Right. And I would walk around and I would say to anyone who would listen, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. Mm. And the thing is, and I talk a lot about alignment, but Mm. more like how to get in alignment, because this is very, very important that your thoughts, your words, your actions are all in alignment with what you want, but it's deeper than that. So for me, I was not going to write anything because when you hear the words, I want to write a book, it's like you can see my purpose written on my soul that I came into this life to write a book, Mm -hmm. but I have a big problem when the words, I'm not a writer, because Mm -hmm. those words are revealing a belief system in my subconscious mind that will forever keep me from writing 
anything. You ask the question, how do you change it? You have to invest in yourself. So you have to take one step in a new direction. You have to get out of your comfort zone. And for me, that just looked, that was as something as simple as signing up for a writer's workshop. Mm -hmm. So I went to this writer's workshop and I wrote a short story about my daughter who passed away in 1993, about my 17-year-old son. He was um, 14 at the time, but he's 17 now, about my son who's on the autism spectrum and what it's like living life as a single mom with a child that has no rule book. Mm. And also about my roller coaster life as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, when I read it to the class, no one laughed at me. No one criticized me. People walked up to me in tears. They wanted more of my story. And that was the moment, Ruby, that mm-hmm. I saw the evidence. And when I saw the evidence, that then changed the belief and mm-hmm. that then changed the words and that then changed the behaviors, which changed the thoughts, which changed my result. Mm, I love that because it fully aligns with what I believe, which is like action beats everything. You know, I think too many people spend too much time on their asses trying to meditate their way out of a belief system or shift their mindset, right? They spend too much time creating vision boards and visualizing the changes that they want to see occur, yet not enough time taking action. And it's when we take those leaps of faith, it's when we stretch ourselves beyond our limits, it's when we step outside our comfort zone and do something anything, no matter how small of a step it is, but we're doing something to prove the belief wrong and we experience that, that is when everything changes and not enough people understand this. You know, I call it spiritual bypassing when they continue to just try and meditate their way out of something or think their way out of something when really action, action is the thing that shifts everything because it's you proving to yourself, proving to your mind that the belief is is not true. You've spent years and years and years telling yourself this in your subconscious mind over and over and over again. And now the only way to really reframe that and shift that way of thinking into one that leads you towards the fulfillment of your vision is to take action to prove it wrong versus to hang on to pieces of evidence to prove it right. So I love that you shared that personal story, Mary. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I see too why Cheryl thinks we're the same person because I am (laughs) so all about taking action. But you know, like things, so vision boards, Vision boards are really cool and there's lots mm-hmm. of there's it's sort of like a supportive manifestation technique but I'll tell you why they're so important. Mm-hmm. When you make a vision board, what's really happening is and you have to display it, okay? So mm-hmm. I love I love vision boards, but I also love taking action. Well, here's right. why it works. You make the vision board, you hang it up somewhere, and then your optical nerve, which is actually the fastest connection to the deepest part of your brain, which is through mm-hmm. your optical nerve, which is obviously by sight. All you have to do is see your vision board out of the corner of your eye, and it's it's constantly a reinforcement to the neural networks in your subconscious. So basically, it's constantly building a bridge, which turns mm-hmm. into a super highway in your brain to the things you want. So right. that when something in your environment is a match, your brain goes ding, 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 pay attention. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden you see the billboard that you needed to see. So for me, I started putting um, writing and published on my vision board. And mm-hmm. then when I started seeing an e- email come in, even though I got this very same email millions of times, I'm sure, but 
that vision board helps you to connect you to things that were already there in your environment that become the opportunities that lead to, you have to take action. Mm-hmm. Okay. You still have to take action. You have to create an action plan. You have to develop a strategy. You have to follow it. You have to have a plan. You know, all of those things are really great. And I teach a method that's super simple called one page action plan, where you reverse engineer your goals into like literally a tight one page blueprint of how to get there. And that Mm -hmm. is how I've ran my business for 20 years. And it works. It works like, I just can't even explain the way it works. Mm -hmm. It works like sometimes crazy fast. But yeah, right. like vision boards are fun and you can do them because they connect you to your goals, but it's the, it, the, the magic is in the power of your brain because when mm-hmm. your brain sees something that matches you up, it's going to say, Hey fool, pay attention. Right. But it's also then in that moment in time to have the courage to go after it, right. By taking action. And, um, I think that's the piece that's often missing is, is action implementation and integration. It's doing the fucking work. Right. Because. <laughs> Because you are creating your life like an architect in the thinnest mm-hmm. slice choices imaginable. So mm-hmm. you know, the choice for you and I to do this interview leads us to a slightly different probability than the choice if we hadn't done this interview totally. or to follow up on an email or like to turn left or right. It takes you on a completely different path. So it's mm-hmm. the action you take that is going to lead you to your next set of, of doors of opportunity. And mm-hmm. the, the, the intuition and all of those other things are, are really that part of the universe meeting you halfway. But if you like the way I say it sometimes is I used to say like, you take one step forward and then the universe will take you another step. But now for me, I've gotten so good at this. It's like, mm-hmm. I take one step, the universe provides me three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> We cannot just lean on the universe to do everything for us. We have to meet it halfway. And I am really appreciate you bringing that up because I know for our audience, they've probably heard this so many times about like, you got to trust the universe. And, you know, if you have the belief, it will happen. But it's a combination of action and belief, you know, that reinforces everything to fall into place. It's the combination of the two. So Mary, thank you so much. We're a little bit over our regular amount of time, but the conversation was too fucking good to stop. So... (laughs) Mary, thank you so much. I feel like we are going to need a part two on this discussion, if you're open to it. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely love to. Um, So at the end of every episode, I offer my listeners a love punch, which is a bold and punchy affirmation or mantra to kick their ass into gear. So Mary, today, it is your turn to offer a love punch. So what is your love punch for today? Guide my thoughts in harmony with my core desires. That is really beautiful and strong at the same time. I love it. Mary, thank you so much for joining me in this amazing conversation. I really believe we are mirrors, which is on. It's just so cool to meet like-minded people in the entrepreneurial space. So please tell our listeners how they can stalk you online. Well, I love for anyone to find me on social media. I have a Facebook fan page, of course, under the name Mary Shores. So feel free to find and follow that page. I put tons of content out. In fact, Cheryl calls me a a content machine. And, (laughs) um, you know, honestly, if you resonated with what Ruby and I talked about today, I would would be so delighted if you would just check out Amazon or your favorite place to buy books. Check out the book, Conscious Communications. It was my dream come true to publish with Hay House. And if you would just 
read the description, you will know whether this book is for you or not. And of course, you can always join my Facebook group. It is called Fearless Ambition. Love that. Everyone go buy her book. I'm going to drop the links in the description for this episode. Thank you again, Mary. It has been an absolute honor and pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I am challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting impact. If you loved this episode with Mary, please share it with a friend and hit subscribe and drop a review on iTunes to help me spread the word. If you have questions or just want to say hi, reach out to me on social at I am Ruby, and I will see you here next week for a brand new episode of Love Punch.